Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So, what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey once again. I have in my left hand the issue dated 5th of March, 1983. Um, It says um, on the front cover, wow, it says super new story starts today. Now what I'm going to do with regards to that is refer back to the previous issue and give you a bit of backstory on what happened. And it was in the, uh, the the Roy's, what's it called? Roy's message the week before. Uh, he says, hi, pals. The most important fact about next week's issue, March the 8th. Sorry, March the 5th. Is that it sees the start of a super brand new story entitled, Who is Arrow? It replaces Space Invader which due to a repeatedly poor response from readers <laughs> finally had to be axed. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine if you're the writer of Space yeah. Invader. That would yeah. be so gutting. <laughs> oh, my he God. Says, like, I mean, I've had I've had columns before that have, you know, sort of done their time, lived their cycle, yeah. and then been dropped. And... Yeah. I mean, that's happened to me, yeah, I can't remember, like loads of times, you know, because you do a column for a magazine. Sometimes it's a year, <laughs> sometimes it's 10 if you're lucky, but in the end, everything ends. And it's a bit, and it's gutting at the time it ends. And it's mm. like a bit, you're a bit bruised from it because yeah, someone course, has to call naturally. you up and go, oh, we're, we're not going to carry on with your, your column anymore. But they rarely are as brutal as to say, because basically we don't like it. It's unpopular. <laughs> Much less... <laughs> Like you usually get the old, it's still really good, it's great, we still want you to do other stuff for us, but the editor just wants <laughs> to, to try some, something new, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah, all yeah. right, oh, I'm a bit gutted, but then after a week you get over it. But imagine if they go, yeah, Sam, we don't, oh, Andy, we don't want your column anymore. You go, okay, fair enough. And then you pick up the next issue and it's gone, we have dropped Andy Dawson's column. <laughs> Because of the incessantly negative feedback we have had from readers, we have axed it. Yeah. You'd be like, oh my God, it's not uh, enough that they dropped it. They're humiliating me publicly. Oh man. Yeah. Um, he says, my editor and I are guided by what you reckon is popular or otherwise. Well, Here's to our new story. That's their first mistake. That's the opposite of the top flight time machine method. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing can stop us. 
And then in the phone call of the week, that, that previous issue, Robert Smith. I don't think it's Robert Smith from The Cure because he's 13. <laughs> I'd love to think that he fucking called that boy the Rovers. Was, it? Yeah. He says, I am 13 and I think your comic is very good, especially as you only charge 18p for it. My favourite <laughs> stories are the Marx Brothers and the Hard Man, although in the last mentioned, the positions some of the players get into are a bit stupid. I don't like I don't like Space Invader. It's silly, not well drawn, in fact not good at all. Oh my god. Further down, further down uh, Roy says, uh, uh, as you may have noticed Robert, Space Invader finishes in this issue. It's Rub popularity. It in, why don't you? He says, it's popularity was always poor. <laughs> and also, what about because, you, you know, the, there's usually one person who writes it and one person who draws it, right, ordinarily. Mm. And this is like someone's gone about the, the illustrator as well. It is poorly drawn. How could mm. they possibly publish that, mate? Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe they used to sit around the office just fucking drinking and laughing at these kids' comments. I don't yeah, know. but to think of the I, individuals I who were responsible for the content. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I mean, I mean that. Are the artists, maybe they were in-house and they just were all around oh, the they office. they thought it was all they, right. They, they, maybe they knew it was shit. You know what I mean? I mean, Space Invader was the one that was the first one to feature a, a black character as the main character. Oh, yeah, remember? I remember that, yeah. And, we talked about uh, that, Because the we? two new stories came in. One was the kid in the wheelchair, the wheelchair wonder, and the other one was um, Wilbur in Space Invader. Mm. And we, we said, you know, it was a deliberate attempt to try and introduce... Be a bit um, more woke, yeah. Be a bit more, yeah, woke, etc. And um, obviously the, 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 the readers have rebelled against it, and it's it's been replaced by this thing called Who is Arrow? Um, and I'm, I'm looking at the first instalment of it in this one that we've got here, and it's very weird. It starts off in the mist at a football stadium, and this kid comes out of the mist. Um, I think they're having a trial or something like that. But then the scene seems to change, and it goes back to what looks like uh, somewhere during the war, like a checkpoint. So it seems to be a time travelling kind of football story. Um, and the lad is called Alan Arrow. <laughs> the, the football manager says what's your name he says I am Alan Alan Arrow <laughs> I hear you are looking for players I would like to play the gate was open so I came in oh. and he's all he's quite mysterious he looks like he's dressed like he might have been in the second world war he's got a weird cap on and then as they're going off the manager says to his coach there's something funny about that guy he looks a bit <laughs> foreign <laughs> so yeah and then he turns up the next day and he has a trial and he's really good and oh yeah, mate I'll tell you I, what I would have loved loved to have worked <laughs> at Roy the Rovers you know like when they go right we, we need yeah. a new story God, and it's just yeah. like it's, so it's like it, it's just got to be about football it's just got to be about football but okay, but we've already got like every other story in the whole magazine is about football. Yeah, you've just got to think of a new angle, think of a new character, and you just sit around yeah. coming up with things like Alan Arrow. You can go to the editor, Alan Arrow. Gaffer, <laughs> I've got an idea. Can I run it by you? Yeah, come in. What is it? Alan Arrow. Okay, you've got <laughs> my attention. I'm, I'm confused, but I'm also intrigued. Aroused. <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking. I'll give you another 30 seconds. On the basis of the name alone, it's a, nat- he's a yeah. Native American. He's a Native American mm. like spirit, 
but who's sort of for some reason drifted here to the UK in the <laughs> 1980s mm. and has decided to become a footballer, a top flight footballer, something like that. We will. I mean, I, I don't know whether it's one that I will um, pursue. I'm not that intrigued by it. Um, I tell you what, if 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 we ever run out of Roy of the Rovers, which seems unlikely because we can go right through the 80s, then through the 90s, all the bits that go in up to his uh, to the eventual end of Roy of the Rovers, mm-hmm. which I think came in the nought, early noughties. Then, then we can go back to the 50s, 60s and 70s, which we still haven't done. Never end. Uh, I've read them all with Lennon. They are fucking gold. And this then, will never end. And then if me and you are still going at this fucking bullshit after all of that, I mean, we'll probably be mm. in our 80s by then, you mm. go through the other stories. Exactly. I mean, the hard man with Victor Boscovich yeah. is plenty there. I mean, whenever he's made an appearance, it's been hilarious. I doubt we'll be doing a 400-part deep dive into Alan fucking Arrow, though, but you never know. <laughs> Alan Arrow. <laughs> you know. So, anyway, that's super new story that starts today. Super, eh? We'll be the judge of that. And on the front cover, we've got a revolt against Roy, it says. Um, and Roy's there in his fucking supercar. Um, mm. Did we find out what make of car it is? Is it a Lotus or something like that? I'm not Lotus, sure if we ever... Yeah, well, it's a Lotus Elite, I think, possibly. So he's in that, and he he must be turning up at the training ground because there's a lot of fans there with banners. Look who's in front and centre. Why, it's our old friend Trevor Brinsden. Trevor Brinsden? Super fan. Trevor Brinsden is, um, like, he was really in a lot of trouble. I mean, he went on yeah. the run when he, he was suspected of, of murder. Yeah. And then he came yeah. back into the ground, but in disguise. Do you remember that? When he disguised yeah. himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, Roy got in the crowd and confronted at some point. I am surprised that he's still allowed anywhere near Roy or the stadium. Because Not although that, in the end, fair enough, he wasn't found guilty of trying to kill Roy. He, yeah. There's a lot of other fucking misdemeanors. It I'm sure surprised was. he's still going. Yeah, not only I that. Said, by the still... way, I don't know if you noticed, but at the one of our gigs, I can't remember where, maybe London, someone <laughs> was Trevor Brinsden there. <laughs> no, well, I don't know because someone turned up wearing the Trevor Brinsden T-shirt that says "I'm Roy's biggest fan." I did. I saw that. Yeah, which we were yeah. saying they're not available anymore. They're like gold dust. They were available on the old site when we were still working with the in conjunction with the Latvians. Yeah, um, but we only ever sold about two. I get a real buzz. When we're at the gigs, when you see uh, someone wearing a t some of them are very popular, right? Yeah. I've noticed local hardman and local knobhead are like argue, like almost the two most popular, right? Yeah. And then other ones like, you know, whatever, this and that, uh, uh, you fucking do it. But like, yeah, if you see one of the rarities like that, the Trevor Brinsden special. So whoever that was, well done, bravo. Yeah. Excellent stuff. So there's Brinsden front and centre. Yeah, I'm surprised that he's... he's- not only is he back in the fold of the Melchester Ultras, he seems to be leading them again. Yeah. Um, so there he is. And Roy's there looking um, a bit shocked because they've blocked his path in his car on his way to the training ground. And they've got big banners. One says, bring back the cat, which of course refers to Charlie Carter. Mm. And the other one says, Morton out. And one of the uh, fans there says, call yourself a manager, race. Yes, I fucking do. What do you yes, call I yourself? Do. A fucking moron. Yes, I call myself a manager. I may not always be the Melchester manager. I may manage elsewhere, but I will always be a manager. And you, my friend, will always be a cunt. 
<laughs> and the conversation. You'll be a nobody who's got nothing better to do on a weekday fucking morning than to turn up here shouting at one of life's winners, uh, a.k.a. me. <laughs> With a homemade banner, no less. Is, <laughs> let, let's, let's face it, amateurish in its You're execution. Fucking pathetic. A grown man with a banner. Listen, if I fucking mowed you and all your pals down now in my Lotus Elise, right, I would walk away scot-free. No one would fucking miss any of you. And my relationship with the law courts and the constabulary <laughs> of Melchester is such that I would I would not even have to spend a single hour in the station. It is rock solid and will remain intact forever. <laughs> I have been a leading member of the Freemasons in Melchester for over a decade now. I am a Grand Wizard, in fact. Is that what they are? Is it Grand Wizards there? Or Grand no, that's Wizards, the yeah, that's yeah, I think clan, so. Isn't it? I think... So, yeah, mate, I think it's the same. I think it's the same as the Freemasons. basically the British Ku Klux Klan. I think they're a more polite mem- incarnation of the Klan. <laughs> they are, aren't they? Yeah, the legitimate <laughs> Klan. Legitimized mainstream though, Klan. I feel as though I should try and infiltrate the Masons. Oh, I'd love to. That would be that the would be Sunderland our ultimate Masons. deep dive. Yeah. If we both, if we sort of joined the Freemasons and then just reported, it'd be a really good podcast, just reporting on what goes on. Mm. What the fuck? Can you imagine how dull, dull it is? Yeah, but the thing is, they'll have you killed if you do a podcast about that, it. I'm not scared of those cunts. I mean, you go you go in there, and That's what, what you're hoping for, I don't know what you're hoping for, but I would hope to go in, and suddenly there's the local bank manager, right? Some fucking sol- some solicitor, manager. a couple of old <laughs> Bill, right? And they're all really boring, and they're all wanking each other off, but dressed up as owls. In- in a circle, wanking off the man yeah, to their right. Yeah, they're doing a circle wank, dressed as owls, in a fucking <laughs> hall somewhere, in a drafty hall. And I've walked in and given it, oi, oi, yes, brilliant, this is just what I was hoping for. Yeah, right? get this in the circle, great. mate. Um, this is fucking madness. And they're all expressing racist opinions and working out how to frame some a homosexual or something like that, right? Yeah. All the things you suspect while, about... While wanking each other while off. While wanking each other off, but being really homophobic, <laughs> right? And uh, and racist, and that's what you'd sort of expect. But then I think what would happen is you'd be really disappointed. You'd get there, and it'd just be like the most boring fucking meeting you've ever been in with a load of charmless, yeah. charisma-free cunts. Yeah, probably best not to do it then. Yeah, all right. We'll right, scrap that okay. idea. Jalapeno. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Jalapeño. Anyway, let's move on because we're a very important part of the Roy the Rovers um, story. It says, it tells us where we're at. Roy refused to be pressured by officials and fans of Melchester Rovers into dropping veteran goalkeeper Tubby Morton. Then, following a dressing room incident, which Roy regarded as a massive insult to his old friend, <laughs> Roy received a startling offer from Harvey Rawson, millionaire chairman of Walford Rovers. And there we are, we're back in that... Um, what was it? What, what what room was it? It had a fucking fireplace in it, didn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. The boardroom, he he I had think. it decorated, especially himself, to his own That's specifications. Right. It's my and war room, and I take it everywhere I go. Like Prince Charles. <laughs> Do you remember that story about Prince Charles? How he took his own toilet with him everywhere. Who was that? Prince Charles, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. He went to yeah. see his mate on a train, private train, just him on it. A bit mm-hmm. like us when we went on our first tour, and we've got that. The canter who, who who works on the trains. Sort of set with a free. It was a bit yeah. like that. We didn't get our, yeah, a, a whole train to ourselves, like but it was as good as. Mm. And uh, yeah, Prince Charles had his own pop-up toilet that was sort of flat-packed. Mm. Went up north when he visited his mate, and when he got there, his, his, but, his butlers assembled it inside his mate's house, so he didn't have to shit on the same loo as a, as that, a commoner. I guess that's what this is. This is my inflatable boardroom. <laughs> I take it it fits in size any inside any regular size boardroom, <laughs> but it's better than any other boardroom. That's it's why I have to take it with me. <laughs> it smells of cigar smoke and whiskey <laughs> and leather bound so, books. So he's made an offer. He's offered him. I mean, Roy explains it. He says, "You, you want me to leave Melchester and take over as boss of Walford." Yes. Yes, that's exactly yes. what I want. That's what I just said. I'm not paying three grand a week for fucking nothing, am I? The Rawson says, "That's right, Roy. As player manager, you've built the Rovers into the greatest club team in Europe, apart from that relegation a couple of years ago mm, that we've swept <laughs> under the carpet. <laughs> and now I want you to do the same at Walford. Apart from the salary I've mentioned, I'm prepared to place five million pounds." At your disposal for the purchase of new players. And Roy's eyes are widened. Like Prattley popped out of his fucking head. They're almost out on stalks. Because he's going, well, you've got to understand, you know, I, I am paid a lot less than that as my basic income here at Melchester. But the added extras and the little side hustles that I've managed to establish over many years uh, supplement my income by a, at least 400% on a monthly basis. <laughs> That said, you're telling me five million quid transfer budget. I'm thinking how much of that ends up in fucking Roy Race PLC Limited. You know what I mean? Negotiation fees. Yeah. Uh, Roy goes, five million pounds? Rawson says, and you'll be your own boss. Answerable only to me. Well, you're not your own boss, are you? That means you're (laughs) You're my boss, boss, then, you (laughs) cunt. He says, you can forget about directors and shareholders. Whatever you want to do, I'll back you all the way. Now then. Fuck it Meanwhile, up. in the club lounge. A million times, yes. Let's go in there the now. Cl- I'd walk in fucking bare feet to Wolford, wherever the fuck it is. I don't care where it is. <laughs> Could be up a fucking mountain. Don't care. <laughs> Could be in fucking Scotland. I'm not bothered. It's an easy leak to win. Uh, listen, is that much money? I'd go to fucking Wales for this. <laughs> is it in Wales? No, all right. Well, either way. Better not be. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not. I've said it now, though. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, in the club lounge, Sam Barlow's there with a couple of the club directors. Sam, how can you just sit there, calm and collected, 
when Rawson is trying to poach Roy away from us. Sambola says, Roy, leave Melchester. You've got to be joking, gentlemen. The Rovers are his life. He'll never leave us. There's nothing to worry about. Oh, you fucking reckon? Um, and then Blackie Gray and Noel Baxter and Duncan Mackay come into the um, the players' lounge. It must be um, serious because Duncan Mackay has removed his headband, which is not something has, you see yeah. very often. And uh, Blackie I'm says, "Get off the headband." It's a serious business. I don't want anyone to be distracted by my headgear. Blackie says, "Excuse me, I'm old with Sam." Blackie says, "Yes, Blackie, what is it?" And Blackie's carrying the walking stick that was left in Toby Morton's uh, locker. Um, Blackie's just coming to fucking grass it up, basically. This! Someone planted it in Toby Morton's locker? And Sam Barlow looks at the walking stick and the note pinned to it and goes, What? (laughs) The note, of course, says, You've earned it, old-timer. Um, Blackie continues I couldn't have been a fan no one but players and officials are allowed anywhere near the dressing rooms Sam Barlow says are you suggesting it was an inside job I think it was fucking Roy that did this I've done it to Roy's myself it there. Roy's done it hurry his exit yeah, they and call um, it a reverse ferret when you send yeah. yourself a fucking walking stick in order to yeah. in order to get yourself out of a fucking job like that, um, like that news presenter I know about who sent herself a gun in the post. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Blackie says, "All I know, Sam, is that this is an insult to Toby and a challenge to Roy's authority as manager." It's not that bad, Blackie. It's just a fucking walk. It's not like it. someone's shat in his locker. Do you no. know what I mean? And then, a, and then put a note in it. It's just a sort of very weak <laughs> joke. Flagging it. <laughs> Sam says, oh, we've all been questioning his decisions lately, just when he needed our support most. And the other director says, well, what about it, Sam? Are you still convinced after this that Roy will never leave Melchester? And the whole thing, just the realisation dawns on Sam Barlow's face about what's happening. And he just goes, I, I, <laughs> oh, fuck, maybe he will go. <laughs> okay, now I've lost all control. Shitting Everything fuck. I thought I knew is wrong. Yeah. And then I'll never get Alf um, Ramsey back now. Not after no, last time. I burned that bridge. Um, there's a poignant moment next where we see Roy walking up the tunnel towards the pitch, having a think. And he's thinking, uh, Rawson's given me a couple of weeks to think over his offer. And then the next frame, he's in the deserted stadium on the pitch. Mel Park, scene of so many glories over the decades. And he thinks, normally, I would have turned him down flat right there and then. But now, dot, dot, dot. So he's seriously considering it. And then it says Roy's thoughts were in total confusion as he left the stadium by a side exit. More thoughts as he climbs into his Lotus Elite. I know that Penny would never agree to leave Melchester. And at least I've got the support of most of the fans. Um, It's nice that he's considering Penny's thoughts in all of this. Yeah, that could work out quite well, though, because if she doesn't want to leave Melchester, I could swing with the old, oh, well, I'll just need a pied de terre in Walford and I'll come back on weekends. That way, I can have a bit of side fanny during the week, no questions asked. (laughs) Yeah. But then, as he tries to drive away, there's the gang of fans. Um, Oh, that's the fans from the front cover. It's not a training ground incident. It's after the match. Um... I mean, this is on the this is 
in the in the wake of them absolutely thrashing Walford, was it four one or something? And the the, the fucking fans uh, protesting against him. Boo! They all boo. And there's the banner. Bring back the cat, Morton out. Bollocks. There he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call yourself a manager, race. He thinks, what the? And there's Brinston. There is Brinston. And Brinston shouts, Morton's past it, race. You've got to bring back Charlie Carter. Uh, Roy thinks, good grief, it's Trevor Brinsden and his mob. <laughs> that's it, that's what he always gets referred to with his, his gang, his mob. It's like Trevor Brinsden and the mob. It's like a Do you, re- do group, you remember when Roy and, I can't remember who he was with, Roy and a few of his mates were playing golf and Trevor Brinsden and his mob invaded the golf course? <laughs> On the golf carts. <laughs> Wahoo! <laughs> it's Roy! <laughs> Yeah, it's me, your biggest fan, Trevor oh, Brinsden. Fucking hell, who's saying wahoo now? Oh, Brinsden, <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> it was all just over over exaggerated hijinks back then, wasn't it? Yeah. Just over exuberance. But now, Brinsden's Brinsden's character is nasty. Um, and then it said it, we get a bit of backstory. It says Brinsden, a notorious troublemaker, had been banned from Melchester's home oh, games. Yeah, I thought so. Quite right. And then too. there's a there's a there's a copper there. Moving them along. All right, you lot, on your way. Another fan shouts, you've lost your touch, Racy. Roy looks steely-faced. He tries to drive through the crowd. He thinks, hmm, I wonder how many other people share Brinsden's opinion. At least I'd be welcome at Walford. (laughs) Fuck me, is it happening? Look at Roy pretending that it's not just the fucking money that's on his mind. Yeah, Trying to justify his decision. I think that I might have... You know, taking Rovers as far as I can on the journey. It might be sometimes give, give someone else a crack. I mean, that's the main reason I've decided to leave. It's for the good of Melchester. Three fucking grand a week. Oh, I imagine the Lockings with having was, the feathers. I decided it was time for a new sporting challenge, etc., etc. <laughs> so he drives off and the fans are going, Boo! And he just thinks to himself, maybe it's time that Roy Race moved on to pastures new. Woo! Fuck, that's the end of this one. And it just says, next week, in speech marks, I've got an important announcement to make. Jesus Christ. So what's coming? We don't know. I'm getting a strong sense that this could be a seismic moment in the history of Roy the Rovers. And this podcast as well. Mm. I mean, luckily... This is one of the two weeks where we're knocking out two episodes in a week, so it'll be a double bill next week yeah. for IFS subscribers. We're catching up from the ones we missed on the tour. So a double bill might be just what we need next week to, mm. to process all of this. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. There's not a lot else of any note in this issue. Uh, the thing about the, the Roy's, what's it, Roy's message is quite dull. He announces that subscriptions to the magazine are now available. Um, and that's pretty much it. Then he knocks in a prediction of Manchester United to beat Manchester City 2-1 at Main Road. He also needs an extra 20 words to finish his message. So he's put that in. He's uh, thrown the, the poor call. writer of fucking Space Invader and the illustrator under the bus. Right, And now he can bus. go home feeling content. A good day's work done. Yeah. A few, rights, a few wrongs have been righted. All is well in the world, and I'm fucking off to Walford. Thank you very much. What's for tea, Penny? <laughs> so that's Penny, that, then. Get them fucking salmon fillets out of the freezer. We're celebrating. We're celebrating. 
So there we go. That's that from this one. We'll be back with um, whatever comes next. I can't wait. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. All the best. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.